podcast. Diving, diving deep. deep. Diving deep into all things Texas, both on and off the field. Here's Sean Pendergast and Pro Football Hall of Famer, the General, Sean McClain. Welcome, welcome to Utopia. John, let me ask you this. I, I put up a poll uh, yesterday, and if you look at the Texans' three wins and their four losses, we may have discussed this if we on the on the fallout from the Carolina loss. If we did, then uh, we'll rehash it here. But the three wins the Texans have, the record of the three teams, if you take out the game against the Texans, against all their opponents, just the non-Texan games, the three teams they beat have a combined record of 14 and 6. The, the four teams they lost to have a combined record of 10 and 17. So they're they're losing to a bunch of teams that are doing a lot of losing, and they're beating teams that have been doing quite a bit of winning. And I put the question to the people. I'll tell you what the results of the poll were in a second, but I want to get your take on it first. I voted are you more, on it. You voted on it? Okay, well, so then you know the question was, are you more hopeful because of the quality of the three wins, or are you more fearful because of the lack of quality of the four losses? I voted hopeful. Yeah, as did two-thirds of the people. And they should be. People should be hopeful. When you beat Jacksonville in Jacksonville like a drum, and then you pound the Steelers – and New Orleans is four and four, and uh, you you beat them. You know, there's a lot to be hopeful about. Problem is, they're kind of playing like good teams do that play down to the competition, and that's a joke because they're not. I don't think they're they're, you know, they're a below average team right now. Your record, you are what your record says, right? And they're three and four, but man, it could be five and two so easily if the defense would did really one bad thing. In the game Sunday, couldn't stop them on the last series, but they're so close to being a real good team. Yeah, I, you know, it's funny the whole you are what your record is thing. We, Seth and I got talking about that this morning on the show, and I, I believe in that over the course of a season. Like, I still think it's too early to say you are what your record is. I, John, I watched the Raiders play last night. That is a freaking terrible football team with a horrible quarterback. And they're poorly coached. They've got like three good players on the team, and they've won three games this year. You can't tell me that team I watched play last night is on the same level as the Texans right now. You know what I mean? Like I, I, so I, I still think I'm very optimistic. I, I obviously, if I were to, have, I don't think you can vote in your own poll, so I didn't. But I would have voted hopeful as well. I would have been part of the two thirds in there. Um, because the other thing is, I mean, the two losses are they, those are probably games they should have won. I, you know, I think they're. They're definitely a better team than the Panthers. You know, if they played 10 times, I think the Texans would win six times at least um, if on a neutral field. Atlanta, I don't know what Atlanta is. They're four and four, and I watch them play. And I don't like every time I watch them play, I'm like, oh, this team's not very good. But you look up and they're four and four. Um, but they lost both those games on a last second field goal. You know what I mean? Like it's not those, those were, those were typical NFL losses is what those were, where it's like three, there's three or four plays at the side of the game and the Texans screwed up all three or four of those plays against both those teams. So um, I, they're three and four and they probably deserve to be three and four. You know, their two losses to start the season were both blowout losses. So, um, but I'm, I'm super optimistic moving forward. I'm real optimistic about this weekend against the Bucks. They open as a two and a half point favorite, John. No, I don't think they're going to beat the Bucs and be four and four before the season. If you said to me, will you take four and four of the Texans? I've said, hell yeah. I would have said, that's what I would have said right there. It's a bubbly. It's not a beer, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. I got work to do today. But yeah, I would have been happy with that too. Um, the other bit of Texans housekeeping, John, um, the offensive line hit another pothole here with the injury to Jared Patterson. Um, I saw conflicting reports about what exactly the injury is, but I, th this we know, D'Amico said he's going to be out for a while with this injury. 
And D'Amico, I think, used the word shuffle yesterday, that they're going to have to shuffle again along the offensive line. If you had to guess, what do you think the, what do you think the five look like on Sunday against the, uh, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Considering the move they made when Jared Patterson went down for the year, I'm guessing it's going to be Michael Dieter. He would be the fourth starting center going back to uh, Scott Quisenberry uh, early in camp who started all but one game last season. Juice Scruggs is still on IR. He hadn't been practicing, so he's not coming back this week. The one that, I, that I'm that i curious about, with Titus Howard's not a guard. No. He's not playing well. He's not run blocking. He's making mistakes. Put him back at right tackle over George Fant. See if you can find a left guard. Maybe it's when Juice Scruggs comes back. He plays left guard. You know, uh, Josh Jones came in as playing three positions, mainly a right tackle. See if he could do it because right now, they're hurting big time at center and left guard and not very good at right tackle. John, when you refer to the move they made, for those who don't know, did they bring Michael Dieter up full-time from the practice squad? Is that the move they made? Uh, uh, no, I'm just saying he played during the game. Oh, okay, got during you. The game and replaced Jared Patterson. He played well, who had started every game. And when uh, Juice Scruggs, we don't know what we're going to get from him because he hadn't played. Mm-hmm. But they traded up in the second round to get him, and they named him the starter when Quisenberry went down for the season with his knee injury, then he went out and he hasn't played. So since Dieter played center and I think Dieter's played center guard and tackle with Miami last year, he didn't play anything. He just played special teams. So they're really struggling, but I think we just now kind of yawn when they suffer an injury in the offensive line, because they did beat Jacksonville and Pittsburgh handily playing musical chairs up front. So they're 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 ter- they're not good at run blocking, but their pass protection has been better than any of us thought. What John, what's the Juice Scruggs, is this like the worst hamstring injury of all time? He's he suffered it before the season started. We're we're in November now. Like I I get it, hamstrings you want to be careful with them because they could re-aggravate them. But my God, it's not like the guy was doing a, a ton of running where you would <laughs> It's like you guys running wind sprints every day or something like that. What the hell happened with this hamstring injury? I know you don't know the answer. It's a rhetorical question. I'm but guessing you tore it off the bone to be out this long. And when you tear it off the bone, it's got to be reattached. And they don't tell us when guys have surgery. So oh, we'd have found that out, don't you think? If he, he, if he had surgery. He could have gonna... had surgery. And uh, just like Charlie Heck's a big mystery, I'm guessing we're not going to see him this season. And now Derek Stingley Jr. is out for multiple games again with a hamstring injury. They got uh, Charlie Heck was what, his foot? Was it Liz? I can't remember if it was Liz Frank or what. But uh, they got some problems with these hamstrings. Yeah, I mean, that's that's crazy. We would have known if he went in for surgery to get a a hamstring reattached to the bone, don't you think, in this day and age? I don't keep up with it. I don't have to keep up with the operations anymore so no, I know. I'm not asking they're you either there or they're not. not John I'm not asking you to go find I'm saying we, we would have found out from somebody I would think if the Texans second round pick had surgery to reattach a hamstring to the bone I would think I yeah regardless like this feels like a very strange soft tissue injury for him to have been out almost three months now is, is, is pretty crazy to me okay so that's where we are we'll do a deep dive on the Bucks and the Texans on Thursday just you know uh, do the six pack where we get into certain storylines heading into the game. It's a Bucks team that's lost three in a row, so they're, they're kind of wounded right now. 
um, and they're, they're they're not playing very good football. They are coming off a long week because they played on Thursday last week, so they got a few extra days to, to rest and prep and get ready for the Houston Texans. We'll talk about that on Thursday. 